This is the Beige and the Bold, and I. this is my very first episode of Star Trek that I remember. <laughs> this is also my first episode of watching Data Lore. And this episode is, is Data Lore, yeah. I didn't mention that before. Are you ready to go? You ready to start Data Lore? Yeah, let's, let's do this. And Lorn it up. three, two, one, engage. Very first episode. I remember watching this episode when I lived in a little house in a place called Parody, Louisiana. Time travelers take note. And uh, (laughs) I'm like, where's Kirk and Spock? But I literally have no memory of Kirk or Spock before that. Interesting. So here's the weird thing. It's like, you know, the... Hey, who the fuck is that? Sorry, I never noticed this fella. No, no, stay on screen. All right, bye. What? Hearing Picard's narrative right here, it almost, like, I get this envision of just Data being, like, brought to Starfleet in a, like, robotic stork. (laughs) Just like a baby Data, and, you know, they just groom him to essentially be the the perfect officer Officer. or something. Yeah, that's worth talking about. Let's talk about Data's quarters right quick, though. Data's quarters are one of the more iconic sets of TNG. Yeah, this um, is kind of this is kind of neat how uh, they're kind of cylindrical, aren't they? Like mm-hmm. that's what the walls look. Did, was yeah. this like a missile tube that they just repurposed? It's um, the deal is is when you walk by sick bay, um, sick bay's on the left. Data's Data's quarters on the right, and then you leave through the door that Wesley just came in through, and you're right in front of the holodeck in terms of set layout. Oh, okay. So he's a junior officer, so he has an internal set of quarters. I always assumed they were more Spartan because he's a robot, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, But these end up being very distinct quarters because everyone else does have, like, the same quarter set with the big windows, right? And they just redress it for each character. Right. But they all end up looking the same. So Data has the only distinct set of quarters. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what he finds fascinating about sneezing. I'd like to know um, what, what is it about sneezing that that, that um, he finds so interesting enough to try to mimic it. Yeah, it's it's a human thing, right? It's a well, I get that. I mean, I get the joke, or I get the the moment, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a lighthearted uh, moment. Yeah, but I feel like you could have. Um, you know, like a funnier one would be like farting. Like, like Wesley walks in, <laughs> and then you just see like his face like crunch up a little bit, and you're, and then he just keeps doing that. And Wesley's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Farting." I don't understand why humans do it because <laughs> he can I, smell, uh, can he? He can smell. He does things I can't. I don't know. Maybe we've never. I don't know if I've, if we've ever seen evidence of data smelling. I'm just saying that farting is a lot more interesting than sneezing. Going on record. I th- I personally think Britt Spiner makes it work. Oh uh, um, yeah, I mean his his kind of like his very forced chew, like breaking up the ah and the chew, um, is kind of funny. Yeah, so this um, was in the character uh, bible for Data. Uh, also, just uh, real quick, ACHU um, is an acronym for the description of the biological description of a sneeze. I don't remember the actual words, but uh, look it up. Fair enough. So, um. Uh, excuse me. Um, the deal is, is that everyone acts like Data has some weird connection to this because Data has more goddamn family than any anyone else in this shot. <laughs> By the time the series is over, Data has more family than anyone else, uh, which is bullshit. Yeah, Straight it is. It, it is really weird. Uh, 
Like, like they just get really awkward. But what I think is kind of interesting is that they tone up the awkwardness knowingly so Captain can come in and be a captain. Like, hey, look, can we just can we just talk about the elephant in the room here? Like, yes, you're a robot. <laughs> We're robots, too. You know, it's the same. <laughs> that, that's and, a really fine point to make. Because um, the deal is they're like, oh, Data has a brother now. Can we trust him? And you're like... He's still a robot, and I feel like at periodic points throughout this episode, Data should go, yeah, I'm still an android. Yeah, still an android. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to check my internal chronometer. Do you know why? Because I'm still an android. <laughs> like, you guys yeah, are presuming gonna, a lot of I'm emotional baggage of, that just ain't here. I'm going to do a whole bunch of things that you can't do because you're humans, and I'm yeah. an android. <laughs> uh, but I think this is an okay episode. Um... Yeah, it's it's okay. L- let um, me commit let me commit you more heartily to that premise. Okay. This was if I'm not mistaken the last script written b- principally by Gene Roddenberry. Okay. Um and That's kind of where the drama comes from then. <laughs> the initial version of this uh had a f- well, all right, the initial initial version had a female called Minuet that Riker fell in love with, but he eventually <laughs> learned she was an android. Oh. And then that got X'd out. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. And Jeez. then they had a female android that uh, was like a romantic interest for Data. And Brent Spiner's like, hey, uh, what That's if we just dumb. do an evil twin? Which is the <laughs> yeah. first time in human history the evil twin plot improved a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's true. That's true in recorded it's history. television you history, know, it's how yeah. often it's happened. Yeah. Um, I do like how they're kind of setting this up, though. You know, where it's like, hey, yeah, you remember farms, don't you? Like, yeah, sure, I do remember farms. Like, well, there are no farms here. Yeah. And then they kind of just, like, they're slowly peeling back this onion. And it's like, yeah, things aren't right. There's a whole bunch of not right around here. Yeah, it's a dead planet, son. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you get this whole, like, lifeless thing because you're, you're it, it also tangentially reminds you of the lack of life force that Data has, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a good bridge. So we learn that Data's about 26 years old. I think he's oh, been yeah. in Starfleet for 15 years. I mean, he he, he he says... He recounts, like, his. So it's, like, four years, then, like, at least 10 years, and then, like, another three years as an ensign. So 17 years, essentially. Give or take. Give or take so, like, yeah. he bebop 10 years along just doing stuff on his own, I guess? <laughs> I guess uh, this this is a pretty this is a pretty extensive set by the way, the stairs. Yeah, the yeah, they got, yeah, yeah. It's and, got depth yeah. to it, which is unusual. Yeah, that 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 camera has to at least be like twenty feet up. Yeah, and here here is what we call a data pad, I guess. It's I like, oh know. look, my crib. Here's my old crib. It's my data crib. Yeah, and <laughs> I think before we're done with season one, we're gonna get uh, the tragic backstory for one or two more characters on this cast. Okay. So, um, and I think we get a few more in season two, but uh, yeah, this is this is our first real explicit stated background for a character in this series, other than Yar, kind of. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of good. Um, uh, like, I, I, I like, I like that they're doing this characterization. Like, that's that's kind of what I think is good. Yeah. And I also kind of like how Jordy's the one to point this out. Yeah, it was like when Jordy is useful. Yeah, well, just that, and like he's got the visor, but like he has the visor, but he didn't have to point it out. Like, oh yeah, I found this because visors. He just found it. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
You can and then, see then kind of stuff. it's like a, di- a, a bit of dialogue that's written not to insult the audience. Yeah, and maybe we're idiots for assuming he only sees this because of the visor. Maybe it's just engineering yeah, that yeah, gives him this ability. Yeah. So, um, here is a really he clever ha- set. Maybe he just has a hobby of like constructing fake doors, and he knows when he sees one. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're just snowing out about that, were you? <laughs> I just. <laughs> um, I was distracted by the fact that Data's pips seem to keep changing on his rank. He seemed to be a lieutenant a few scenes ago. Uh, so okay. this is a really clever... Obviously, force perspective in the background here. Right. And then foreground. And then to to Yar's right, that's where Dr. Soon's lab is in terms oh, okay. of set creation. But they're going to walk forward off screen, off the edge of the set. And then they're going to change the camera setup, add them to the same set again, and make it look even bigger than it is. Oh yeah, you can see on the right the rocks and all. Yep, and now they're they're approaching the place where they just were that was off camera. Ah, okay. And they're going to go in. So uh, this this good economy for sure. I oh, do yeah. like how how they're building the tension though as well. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it felt like a very it felt very dramatic for like TV. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a well constructed. Um... Like listen to that music. You hear that like <laughs> just what. Oh, uh, red lights that do nothing. We've seen those before in regular one. On Rathacon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was saying, isn't that in the movie? Yeah. Like, I, I remember yeah, saying right. something about, like, that, that prop's going to make a comeback. Uh, when do. I saw that, that's the first thing I saw. That's the first it's thing close, I thought yeah. of. I keep thinking, eat at Joe's, eat at Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be happy till I've wrenched every ounce of happiness out of your appreciation for Hollywood. So... <laughs> Um, it's weird to me that he has like this perfect recall, but he only has like a little bit of knowledge, like mm-hmm. of what's going on. So also, hap- um, if you're ever a budding writer and you need things to be ominous, creepy kid drawings of a, of like a catastrophe is always a good start. Many questions, though, right? This is the crystalline. Yeah, like how does that even drawing. happen? Yeah, like like seems like it would just show up and then kill things unless. There was like a brief religion that formed, and he just like picked them off one by one. So the, exactly, the, the crystalline entity came, and then I guess some people died, and then some kids went underground to the secret lab of Doctor Nooney and Soon plus others. Yeah. yeah, and they drew things with crayons, space crayons, I suppose. And then they died, but like, then, there's no bodies, so it's like okay, like did did the energy being like jettison in the space or like. Like turn them to dust. Like what happens? Like did, where, are the, where are the physical remains? Yeah, exactly. Did no one have a spaceship? And if they did have a spaceship and escaped, did they just leave everyone there to die in the lab? Yeah. Or like, there's so many questions about this because this is allegedly a really big complex. So there was already right, right. an underground complex for a farming colony. Yeah, so and it's then, like, did they build it? Yeah. Well, I mean, this dude, he, he's supposed to be like the grand science poobah of android brains and so i guess he he had some bank they just squirreled away he got some contractors to build him his lab you know off the books i guess then, children contractors um, are like crayons. <laughs> he paid them in crayons yeah yeah construction paper right. yeah, it doesn't matter and then when they grow older you can just build your own colony with them it's fun um uh, they work for peanuts i tell you peanuts all right so um but okay so he ran away because he couldn't create a perfect android right He's like, no, I can totally build an android, and then he yeah. couldn't do it, and he ran I'll away. I'll show you. I built my own. Dra- I built my own android with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> you know, you say that, but uh... 
No, yeah, I forgot I'm watching a show that was created by Gene Roddenberry, the horn dog that he is. De- uh, accurate. Um, but David doesn't <laughs> end up too far from playing blackjack at hookers in the long term. So anyway. <laughs> Ooh, data butts. Look at the data butts. Yeah. That's the first thing I saw. Brent, Steiner, Brent Spiner's butt and abs were never that good. I respect Brent yeah. Steiner well, as an actor, butt, that, yeah. but he was never that good. No well, offense. That, that was a really small butt as well. Like, that butt is not a human butt. That's like a child's butt. That's it was, a child's butt on adult legs. <laughs> it's. A, I assume that it was a tensed butt. So it, it doesn't yeah. have a natural relaxed butt shape. Yeah. So it seems a little unnatural because it's just tense. I think they just took like a mannequin butt and they just added more definition, but they realized they didn't have enough. I think it was like, too material. much definition. A butt yeah. only needs so much dimpling before it's too much <laughs> dimpling. I will defer to your. I'll defer to the master of such things. As one should. So, um, so, so, so Noonien Soong, uh, also Khan Noonien Soong, which uh, proves that Gene Roddenberry really only knows one person who doesn't have an Anglo-Saxon <laughs> name. Uh, <laughs> I do. He ran away because he failed to build robots, but then he builds not one. But two well-functioning, intelligent robots, although one obviously is deeply in need of medication. Yeah. Uh, or just, like, to get laid or something. He just needs to chill something, out. Something, man. Chill out. Like, such a dick. He is like the Loki <laughs> of androids. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's you know, that's a good point. That there is this archetype of kind of, like, the hero and then the somehow flawed brother. Yeah. Um, that well, well before oh, here. This is Argyle. We're seeing Chief Engineer Argyle before. He got yeah. hired again after the the scandal of the last time he appeared. I mean, um, how weird... Like, I know all of this is just, like, weird painted on stuff uh, because they, they gave it a whole bunch of close-ups that they shouldn't have. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's still funny to me. Like, it's just... How weird is that to look at, like, something that, that looks exactly like your body, like, with a whole bunch of people pouring over it? Yeah, it's weird. I like that they have medical and engineering people in here. Um, despite yeah, the really sure. simple connections that these are, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like there's really only one way it could fit, but they're like, I don't know how it fits. Yeah, like oh, this is super complicated. Really? Is it? Like, <laughs> it just yes. seems like it's insert I mean, slot A. No, in so there's no Legos, B. no Legos in the 24th century is what you're telling me. Apparently, there's no Legos in the future. No. <laughs> It's it's Picard's See, Minecraft server or nothing. She she's a liar. She's a liar. She said they got the top. <laughs> Top specialists working on this, and Wesley's not in that room, so I know that she's lying. <laughs> because obviously, you want the Wonderkin working on this. He knows everything. I mean, what? I mean, they don't even need these people. This, it's Wonderkin. Okay, you just show up. <laughs> Wesley nails it, and then bam, done. Ten minutes. So, um, I like how they look at him like like an injured dog. Like they just found out, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's... okay, your dad did abuse you. We need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> just turned you off and left you for the wolves, the space wolves. Yeah. yeah. I, so anyway, so soon created two perfect androids, and it's like, ah, I'll I'll tell everyone they were all wrong. They were all wrong. Next week, <laughs> I'll do it next week. I'll show them. I'll show them all though. Yeah. In a week, <laughs> Noonien tired. Noonien take a nap now. And just... so, so I like this. I like that captain. The captain, because like you feel it as an audience member. You're like, oh man, they're treating data differently. Like everyone's kind of got this yeah. distance. Yeah. And then um, Picard is like, "Hey, listen, man, we're we're just we're all machines here. Everyone's a machine. It's fine. Everybody's yeah. fine. Relative logic, all that kind of jazz." Look at this goofy freaking grin on Riker's face. He's like, "Yes, you." Like it's it's almost as if like they all wanted to say the n word, but like. <laughs> 
couldn't, right? And then the captain finds a loophole around. He's like, thank you, you saved us. <laughs> You've now lost me start... quite adroitly, sir. I don't... <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I will say that, that Jonathan Frakes nailed the weird, awkward, blatant unsubtleness that this scene called for. Oh, yeah, yeah, He for nailed sure. it. Yeah. Um, so, he even did that weird, like, hey, good idea, I'm going to knock on the table, which is not an American thing, it's like a British <laughs> thing, I think. Did you notice that? Like, he did, like, that knock on the table? I hadn't noticed that. I've, I only have a recollection of one instance of Jean-Luc Picard knocking on the table. It's far more traumatic than this. Well, it's like um, there's a um, but my mom, my mom and my wife were watching Crown, which is like something on Netflix. And I want to, I, I want to jump in here. It, I, I want to okay. see him carrying like this tablet, like the little picture thing. But all yeah. I can see now is the meme. Is the meme for Trump carrying the executive? Oh order. yeah, yeah. That's all I can see now. Everyone, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, please continue. Uh, she, they've been watching Crown, and then like they have like anytime somebody like agrees with a the thing, they bang on the table. Oh, interesting. So I don't understand why, like, they showed, like, like he's like, hey, come down. We need to know about an off switch. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> I, I think weird. this works. I mean, they're asking questions about how he goes together. I mean, you, you're a programmer. Do you not analyze other programs for how other, to use oh, yeah, them yeah, for yeah, other you, purposes? Yeah, you do, like, you do, like, code review. And, yeah. and anytime you're doing, like, a, a, a library that has, like, third, like, a, like that you're going to introduce as a dependency in your application, you have to kind of review it and make sure that it, it follows all your specifications. So it makes sense. I just, it kind of felt abrupt. Like I kind of, yeah. like he's okay, listen, we got five questions here. So, uh, this guy's got no butthole. <laughs> you have a butthole. This guy's got no butthole. We don't know why. Um, next question. Um, also two tongues. We don't, we haven't figured that out. No salivary glands. And, um, do these nodules base of the spine? Is that like a pleasure place? <laughs> and it's like, okay, I don't know anything about the salivary glands, but, um, yeah, can I talk to Crusher about those dots? It's kind of personal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think that's perfectly legitimate. Right. Um, and, you know, we talk about how, how long it sometimes takes TNG episodes to get to the fucking point. So yeah. I'm, I'm not going to knock these shows for being I, I do like, though. I like, I like this is kind of like, like a meeting of minds assisted surgery kind of jazz. I thought that was kind of slick. Oh, yeah. I like this scene. I like a lot of this episode. I'm, again, I'm super biased for this episode. Okay, that's right. Um, um, I, I, you know the the it, it, it that, works. that little shoulder pad from Riker's amazing from Frakes. What right? What shoulder shoulder uh, pad? Fra- Fra- Frakes passes um, Argyle and he gives him a little pat on the back, oh, back of the okay. arm, and it's it's a really subtle gesture, and you can miss it. But um, yeah, I did miss it twice. Yeah, um, and it's just really great work from Frakes. That's so creepy. <laughs> oh, so creepy. Yeah, it's like when things like awaken when you don't expect them to. <laughs> Uh, the typical Twitch. See, so, like, with that, yeah, yeah, the evil Twitch. I, I kind of expected so him to go back was, to sleep. Um, which was <laughs> half, This episode was directed by Rob Bowman, and it was, uh, weirdly, the script was not complete when they started filming. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, you don't say. He was he was going to do The Big Goodbye, which was a fun episode. Everyone loved making The Big Goodbye. Yeah, But, um... It got bumped because the scheduling wasn't complete, and he's like, you know what? This like- is... <laughs> I like. I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, no, you're you're preaching the choir, man. I don't understand how you guys be either. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he's, he's like, like, listen, I ha- I have to ask, like, uh, so we asked him about this just real quick, and then, um, well, this is kind of a poignant scene. He's like, am yeah, I no, in it great. too? He's like, no, uh, no, you're not in it. I-, I see your point. I get it. But he's like, listen, I have uh, a question I have to ask <laughs> you, um, and I expect that question is 
Do you dream of electric sheep? <laughs> I just think it's great we have an entire scene where Picard just uh, checks his privilege. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, so am I in it? Because you keep calling him in it, and I don't see the difference. It's very reasonable the way that we... That we humanize things which are familiar to us and dehumanizing things which yeah, are not Yeah, I mean, and he's us. even doing the whole, like, yeah, but he's not like us. <laughs> you know, he's like, like, still do. They're both, it's like, oh, yeah, well, the real data and then, like, this it thing. Data, I know you're always an Android Muslim, but 9-11, <laughs> so are you still cool? Yeah. Has anything yeah, yeah. changed do we have you? to put you, Do we have to put you in prison? This is all I'm curious about. <laughs> and Dana's like, no, you were cool with me before you were cool with me. Now we're fine. So, um... So they Wesley explains the navigation system, which uh, gets ignored for like a half dozen episodes after this. But that's half dozen episodes, seven years, not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's Riker being a little clever about things, which I kind of like. Yeah. It's not really like a move, counter move, like what you had with Khan. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's just like this, this back and forth. How do these scenes look? These, these cut scenes. Well, here the one screen. of the thing, yeah, yeah, the split screen. What I what I do like about this is that they give a lot of information for Data to talk to Lore about, and what's yeah. really great is that Lore is, it, it understands human like deception, emotion, and ma- manipulation that kind of jazz. Data doesn't. So when they're having that conversation in the hall, like if if Data knew about human emotions. He'd know this dude's off. Like he'd know, like right <laughs> out of the gate. Like I know it's like I got a report to the captain that you got to be put in the bridge because like this yeah. is just jacked up. But he's so confident because like no, you don't know human emotions. You don't know I'm plotting on all of you. <laughs> um, the very yeah. fact that I'm I'm engaging in deception when I have no need to suggests something sinister. And you know I'm I'm hesitant to compare TNG episodes to TOS episodes, but the fact that he is a version of Khan Singh where his superior ability gives him superior ambition. Yeah, um, yeah, is interesting. Uh, yeah, see, they're, they're talking about it matter-of-factly, but I mean that's that's expected of Data. But then it, it took me this second watching to realize that why Data doesn't report him now is because he doesn't get emotions. <laughs> yeah, but um, like he totally gave him like another thing that he shouldn't have given him. Um, and I'm, I'm sure like officers are no operational security and like like hey we can't. We can't tell you a whole bunch of things until we vet you. But David mm. just, like, lets him have everything. <laughs> Keys of the kingdom. Yeah. I, um... Right, so... Their, their interactions are interesting because Data's perceived to be a little naive and Lord's right. a little more canny. Uh, yeah. He's got that wisdom. Street smarts. Yeah, he, he does in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not everybody's killed a whole planet just because. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's Data's Well, console. I mean, he didn't do it all at once. Obviously, he let the kids draw some things before. Yeah. Um, so, right, so this episode, Rob Bowman was like, I'm going to make this the best ugly baby episode ever. Uh, and let me tell you, no one gives a <laughs> about the big goodbye anymore. But people, Data lore is a fundamental element of TNG canon. Okay, uh, interesting. I mean, so, it, it's 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 good. Um, like, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about evil brother the evil brother thing kind of just feels like b movie but it does um but i mean this works like it works because of just like you would expect if i was gonna make an artificial brain um you know at one point in time i'd play around with emotions 
And whether it was the first time or the second time, you know, I would have reasons for making an emotional guy and a non-emotional guy. <laughs> and I mean, and that's kind of interesting. That, that That's an interesting uh, take on this whole kind of evil brother uh, gig. Also, it, it, asked, it kind of inadvertently asked an interesting question, which is, um, uh, is every intelligent person just ambition away from being like a, a megalomaniac? Like, is... Like, is every person that just sees too much, um, like, or, or knows too much, is just, like, that that far away, just needs a little bit more ambition to just, you know what, I'm going to take over the world. It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, elit- elitism is, I think, contradictory to democracy. Once you say, look, I'm objectively smarter than another person, why do I have to live in a society where we get equal say? Um, yeah. Which is a legitimate question. And an inherently undemocratic, un-American question at the same time. Um, you know, and I think it's a fine it's a fine social question to explore and to turn around and, and to explore. The well, you know, the, I think the important thing, like, or you know, not to get too kind of political here, you know, but like yeah. when you kind of have um, there, there was a, a there was something that I, I came across recently was like, well, if you're more fortunate than someone else, don't build a bigger fence, build a longer table. Um, you know, and just the virtues of generosity over just elitism. Oh, and, and this is uh, this is the point where they introduce the fact that Data cannot use contractions, although he has previously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this whole, I like the tomato tomato. This really drives yeah. it home, like that. This dude is just another thing entirely. Yeah, and that's what Rob Bowen said. Rob Bowen's like you, you, you put the camera on Spiner, and he does he transforms into lore. And then yeah. he does scenes opposite himself, and he is nailing it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. It's, like I, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know how if Brent Spiner's ever kind of recognized as like um, a good actor or whatever. But yeah. I mean, he's he sold me uh, uh, way back. Like this dude yeah. is awesome. He's great. Like um, Leonard Nimoy for Spock, I think believe was nominated for. I don't think it was an Emmy. Uh, but it was, you know, is, is, is the TV award. I don't know what it is right offhand. Yeah. I don't think Brent Spiner ever got that. And that's fucking tragic because I will yeah. talk about how overexposed data is in TNG, but Brent Spiner makes him fucking work. He's, he's overexposed because Brent Spiner's great at this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he has this sense of timing, like as data, like just like this, yeah. it's like, you have to have timing to be able to off time something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, and no. he, and he has this just sense of timing that allows him to just be that beat off that makes everything land. Yeah. And here we have the same uh, fast yeah. forward. But it's a little different. Like he doesn't do the eye thing. He just does the like uh, mischievous, like the sinister smile. Like, yeah, I'm about to do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, just, just like what Khan did in uh, Space Seed. So, yep. um... I just really like. Is there episode. is that is that like do we ever do we ever get like I get the whole like data and lore. You can maybe argue that lore is like a wisdom emotion thing, and data is like a factual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the only thing there with like their naming, or is there something else? Um, I think that's it. I okay. I honestly hate the fuck out of the name of this episode. <laughs> I mean, data lore. Uh, come, is that it? Is that your hook? You, you motherfuckers, is that your hook? Yeah, like the minute they, he's like, you can call me Laura. I'm like, ah, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. We should, we should probably 
like wrap that into the political uh, tapestry of the currency. We're just yeah. like, no, that's not fake news. That's just lore. That's just <laughs> <laughs> made oh, up that's... stuff that's comfortable to you because it's so old. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I, I really like seeing this thing now, this like energy crystalline deal. Yeah. I kind of am curious now, like after seeing TOS, I'm kind of wanting to go to like a, a Federation zoo, like just to yeah. see like what's there. I'm, I'm sure they have just like a, a cube just absolutely filled with tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> or did they all die? They, they all die. Each other. I kind of feel like tribbles could eventually sustain themselves on other tribbles. Um, you would think so because they're very much an evolutionary focused species. Um, yeah. Well, I like this part where Yar gets to do a little. Oh like, yeah, and yeah, and I like how I like how like Picard says, "Listen, that was a legit question. Like she's yeah. she's being a good security officer by asking it. Yeah. So I'll have I'll have none of." Like, giving if anyone gives her a static, you'll have to answer to me, kind of jazz. Picard's an amazing commander because he has her back, and he understands what it is to be professional. Picard right. never accused anyone of disloyalty unless he was possessed by a weird alien energy being from a nebula. <laughs> so, oh, really? I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> that already happened. We were there for that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing that's weird, right? So Okay. Data knows what the compound to do was like. Lore was was searching for. Yeah. Um, how how does he not suspect that he would want to use it for something, and then this kind of contrived notion? Like he has to at least have read Shakespeare, right? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, that would I mean, be Hamlet? Is that correct? Anyway, uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, Hamlet had a lot of poison in it. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, but. I mean, there may have been other ones. I, n- I never... I'm just saying, if you've read, read Shakespeare, you should have saw this coming. <laughs> well, most people assume that their life is not a Shakespeare play, and I'm not going to yeah. fault Data for feeling that way. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, you mentioned uh, when we did uh, the Big Goodbye last week uh, that he d- he starts like injecting Sherlock Holmes nonsense later episodes. And so if he starts doing that, then he can inject Shakespeare as well. Fair enough. Fair point, sir. I just, uh, so this is kind of, this is where he like monologues, right? He's like, yeah, okay. So here's the bit, gig. Yeah. Um, I have ambition. You don't, you're just like a walking computer, but I want to rule it all. I want all the information of millions of millions. Does he? The one, I mean, he kind I of, love, I love this he, episode, but Lore's motivation's a little unclear other than just being no, the I best mean, bastard I, he could be. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can you just be a bad guy? But what's my motivation? Being a bad guy. Um, uh, the the thing I'm cu- yeah, the thing I am curious about. Like he does mention, like, wouldn't you want all of this? Wouldn't you want more? And um, I you know I can I can get that, but then I don't know where the crystalline entity kind of falls into this. Like it, because to me, if I was a crystalline entity and I and I had like above human intelligence. Then, um, like, Lore's my patsy. Like, he's just like the my sil- <laughs> the Silver Surfer to my Galactus. <laughs> yeah, that that seems fair. Let me tell you honestly, um, and we will never speak of this again. There what? is no reason for the relationship between yeah, him and the first line. He, he doesn't even speak. Like, he doesn't even say stuff. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But they are. They met somewhere. Okay, there was a bar. 
There was a chat room. There was a forum. <laughs> Maybe it was Some, Stormfront. Someone lured I don't know. Someone else. But <laughs> they met somewhere in some sort of anti-humans chat room, and they decided to do this thing together. This is so yeah yeah. They, this is so weird. It's like yeah, I've been trying. I, I love my brother so much. I wanted his weird facial tick, and it's like what? Huh? I don't understand that. No, I'm just practicing. I mean, obviously. Lore has had enough time to switch uniforms, to contact yeah. the crystalline entity, but he hasn't had enough time yet to remove his facial tick. So, yeah. well, he even has like a look of surprise, like he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." And it's like, well, "How did you forget?" Like, I mean, you he, he didn't you forget. Be, he, he didn't he just have had, time. He had a facial. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I can buy that. It just there, his face kind of looked like, "Oh crap!" Like he just had that look of just, "Oh man, I forgot." But maybe, yeah. maybe it was just like. Like, he was frustrated about being discovered because he ha- didn't have enough time to address it. Right. So then he has to make a shitty lie about it. And then, and then yeah. you know, he moves on being dead and he fixes himself. Um, you know, again, Lore's working its time. And he's, in a lot of cases, Star Trek is institutionally f***ing incompetent. Um, oh, yeah. And this is <laughs> oh, one my. of the cases <laughs> where they're actually sort of on top of things. And, and Lore is barely getting away with this crap. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of on pressure to to work out from under the the these temporal these temporal constraints and these monitoring constraints. Uh, and that's one thing I kind of like about this episode is that not everyone is fucking incompetent here. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, in uh, as much as like I don't like Wesley just like fixing everything like he does like in being this Mary episode. Sue, yeah. yeah, in this episode, he is like like the crew does kind of piece some things together, even though he's the boy that cries wolf, not cries wolf, but like, he's the one that sounds the alarm. All of them kind of do piece some things together eventually to realize, nah, Wes was right. Damn it. Say those lines, LeVar Burton, and then never say anything <laughs> like that ever again. in Star Trek. <laughs> so, um, it's a pretty good, like scene. This is remastered by the way. The crystalline entity oh, okay. is remastered. The original, like the original crystalline entity, was fine. I looked it up. I looked at the old shots, the new shots. It was fine. It looked basically like this. They, they just changed the textures a little bit. Oh, okay. So um, you're not just really changing anything the crazy. And there's something about lore which I think likes the crystalline entity for what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like his, like it seems like his dump stat is charisma, <laughs> but. But yeah. or either his dump status charisma or he just took a lot of flaws in charisma. And one of them is just like like uncant like just a, a, a stupid amount of ambition. I like how Jordy's like I had to use the bathroom between, during the commercial, <laughs> but there's yeah, a bathroom now. on the bridge, but it was full. <laughs> Ensign Mendez is just I'm not going in there. I'm going to go. Yeah, to deck yeah, two. no, he just had three burritos, and I just I know better. <laughs> no, I think he was he was literally looking at it or something because it was like. <laughs> But, um, so here, like, they, they make this connection between lore. Like, this would be the one, whenever Wesley was made an acting ensign, I said, hey, look, instead of that, Captain Picard should give him a medal that says, listen to me, signed yeah. Jean-Luc Picard. And again, <laughs> yeah. this is an instance where that medal would be more useful than an acting ensign commission. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, look, you signed this. Listen to me, <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> Listen to me, the person that's talk that you're talking about, and then note you address to yourself. Wesley. I know, I know he's a Mary Sue, 
Um, and therefore, like, instead of letting him solve everything, like, yeah. they have to not listen to him because he's a child. But yeah. seriously, if you're going to make a Mary Sue, give him a medal that says, listen to me. I'm the Mary <laughs> Sue. Come on. <laughs> or the various, like, like, time, like a counter, like a, a times we should have listened to Wesley to wrap up the episode sooner. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but so it I is don't... kind of weird how, like, you know, I, I don't buy, like, the captain's like, hey, is that how you dress like a, uh, a superior officer? You know, because if you're, if you're working with an officer, um, day in and day out, the formalities kind of disappear. Like, it isn't, like, that big of a deal. Um, but, I mean, I guess because he's an ensign, you have to, like, reinforce the military bearing, I guess? The the issue is that there's still, like, the formality can still exist even over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, the issue is, is that Starfleet officers should be able to speak their mind about issues which are cr- of critical importance. You shouldn't just ignore a threat to the ship because someone's the captain, right? You should say, no, 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 what you're doing is dangerous. I'm just an incident and you're a captain, but you got to stop it. This is what I know, and this is what I believe, and you have to stop it, even though you outrank me, like, five times. (laughs) Um, And that's what Wesley does, and that that stands Wesley in good stead for standing by, uh, sticking to his guns. Yeah, Um, yeah. And it's it's insubordinate though, and you have to balance those two things, which every commander right. has to do. Yeah, it's like, listen, you're not even a real ensign. <laughs> uh, I do like how he, he kind of cuts off his tirade a little bit. Yeah, and I I, I like that that TNG that not fucking TNG that the Enterprise does completely outclass the crystalline entity. It's never a real threat. Yeah, um, I mean, and it, it, it does kind of make you wonder, like, uh, Lore here is about to say, hey, listen, these humans are really powerful. Um, they can, like, blast you away. Um, how much of that is true? You're like, how much does he know about the crystalline entity and the capabilities of the Enterprise? Also, that is kind of weird. He's like, how do you know? Ah, whatever, go ahead and talk to it. Right, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, well, we'll let this go if it, if it calls off the attack and saves us the trouble of destroying this unique life form. Yeah. But it makes everyone suspicious. Right, yeah. Like, everyone is kind of giving him the eye. Like, wait a minute. How are you, Data, (laughs) associated with this thing? (laughs) Right. And and Wesley, as a kid, doesn't really get... Also, he's in the foremost position in the bridge, so he can't really see people as well. So he doesn't see what's happening amongst other people. So he still feels that he's not being listened to and that there's still a threat. Even though everyone's kind of catching on to Lore being in Data's clothes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely does kind of like look like... He's like, hey, see? I'm going to let you... Yeah. There you go. And Lore completely misses that step. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, you weren't an ensign. He's like... Yeah, <laughs> right. It looks like, it looks like there's a, a, not only one person that i gotta, I got to dress down. <laughs> i got to dress, dress down Lore too. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. Icon- yeah. Oh man. Like you got. <laughs> so I don't know anything about. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first. Time. So I remember Will Wheaton like on like some other thing that he did for the nerds talk about like yeah. that that line shut up Wesley and it's like yeah. people can't tell like it's the one thing that he gets like kind of peeved off about like it's just understandably and um I mean I don't really get it like I mean it's just a line in a movie. 
But it is. I do love this. Like she's like, yeah, are, but, you're doing what? What are you but, doing? <laughs> but people still go up to to go up to Dave Chappelle in the street and go, "I'm Rick yeah, James." Yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. you get tired of it. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean that that makes sense. But I am kind of wondering, like, if his first one, if the first time someone did it, if he was mad because of some other reason. Yeah. I do like I, how he goads Worf, and I get sad because Worf doesn't even do any damage. I <laughs> feel on, much man. the give, same way about this. Give give him, like, like, like it's fine. Like, you can give him a bruise. Give him, like, a broken nose or something, and he can still knock Worf out. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be, like, nothing and then knock out. It can be yeah. a little bit of something and knock out. It's bullshit. Look, yeah. let Worf be Batman and Data be Superman. And just yeah, let Worf exactly. do like a do you bleed? And he can answer all the questions we've had about this. Shit. So yeah. <laughs> he can answer a lot of questions about Data's construction. Um, yeah, he's about to open them up right here. <laughs> just let Worf get some goddamn yeah. shots, I, I just, and he's like fucking I just, see, I just want to see Worf like reach in a pocket and pull out like a pocket batleth. <laughs> How do you know what a batleth is, sir? I How do you know? Our friend that begins with a J um, loved Klingons, and yeah, um, he he mentioned he he told me about the Batleths. Fair enough. So um, I, I, I also know that Klingon is like a thing that apparently is a flesh out enough language that people talk to each other in Star Trek conventions. I believe I know that after Star Trek Three, the dictionary was published. The Star Trek, the Cleon. Oh wow! Really? Wow! Yeah. There was an actual dictionary. I didn't know that. I think Michael Okuda, who again does a lot of the visual design for this show, um, uh, made it. Uh, I also love the "I will function sufficiently to stop lore" makes them into kind of like a bunch of uh, like underdogs, kind of. Where it's like, hey, look, yeah, we're not this doing this, great, is, but... this does kind of feel like a Scooby Doo adventure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I will like, it's like a little we, higher than that, but we, all right, we, we got we got Freddy in the front. Uh, we got Shaggy and Scooby scared as Wesley in the back, you know, and then Thelma and Daphne are just like turning around the corner, ready to like, you know, pull the mask off. I will not sanction this. I will not participate <laughs> <laughs> in this buffoonery. Um, it tracks. I'm just saying it tracks. Data's useless. It's so useless, Data. Well, I mean, he I, I, he's dealing with stuff, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know because... I do like this. Yeah. But like like he's like, listen, um I know about torture, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know Lure's an asshole. Yeah. Like what is he even doing to these kids? He's like, listen, I need you to draw I need you to draw my Christian <laughs> enemy who's my best friend, and then I'm gonna give you so much pain after that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he does. But Lore I don't, I don't know if Lore's just with her, or if he's honestly mercurial, or what the deal with Laura is here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think they just said, "Hey, be crazy." Yeah, no. And, like, and, and, that, and that's the if thing. They like, did. You, Brent Spiner nailed it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just you. You have to have. I like how he wings there. He's like he does. It's like, great. I love that. Yeah, because I mean that that's a straight up like supervillain move. Like, yeah. oh, and by the way, like the Joker has done this. What he just did. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, messy and it's before. imprecise. Yeah. Uh, She's and on it's fire like, running away. It's also kind of funny. Exactly. Where it's like she's been hurt and so like Laura's still dangerous, right? Yeah. So even though Data's about to kick his ass, um, but I mean, he's the, the thing that that kind of always gets me about like movie crazy acting is just that there's never like a goal. Like anytime someone has like a mental um, aberration, there's usually a reason for it. 
But there's no reason for... Okay, now I have a question about laser beams and... <laughs> um, you know, like, that. Very, you saw that laser beam just vanish, right? Yeah, no, like no, it got transported away. got transported away. But, like, I thought the transporter only did matter. It does energy as well? We just saw it do that. I, <laughs> is that your answer, or is that an That's avoiding? my answer. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Okay, because I mean, it just seems like it just seems weird that energy could deconstruct energy, but okay. I like that um, Picard and Riker are both down here. Like, nah, this requires. I like how she doesn't even have like a red skin. She just has like a a burnt, ripped hole in her arm. Yeah. And why does why does Endley leave? Like, there's still this big lunchbox called the Enterprise, full of life. Like, why does it stop? Because like their their shields could beat it, man. Galactus, I guess so. Yeah. Galactus would have given up without doing a little bit more probing is all I'm saying. Yeah. And they still have like a weird, like funny resolution to this where like he does the twitch and say, like, eh, I can't do a good uniform. But um, I like that he lets, he he gives Wesley absolution basically. Yeah. I and mean, um, he doesn't say I'm sorry, but he kind of says I'm sorry. Yeah. He says, you go back to the bridge and tell everyone we're cool. So th- this computer <laughs> yeah, refit. Yeah. Tell everyone we're cool. I'm no longer mad at you. Like, is it just me? Do these lines kind of feel forced? Like it's almost like they're just grinning forcefully at each other. Yeah. Before they just almost like speed walk out of this gate. These wrap ups are incredibly awkward. Yeah. So um, that computer refit's going to happen two episodes from now. So there's a little bit of continuity there. So um, yeah. So what's the what's the computer refit like? I don't know how that plays into this. I guess it's just a little bit of continuity. Okay. So there's mission things that are going to happen. So um, next episode is going to be Angel One. Yeah. So, so my, yeah, as far as like, I mean, as far as Data Lord goes, um, I think it yeah. was good. I think um, it, it's kind of a new spin on like the Evil Brother, and um, I we don't know if we'll see Lore again. I mean, I <laughs> assume that he can. He's an android, so he doesn't need to breathe. He does not. Um, and I don't know if like the energy being would have enough. Um, like loyalty, like if if they wherewithal that to, well, to, to yeah, it's to just like oh. Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly how that works, but um, we will see. I mean, I, I I've just grown in in my jaded wisdom <laughs> that if if you don't see like a dead body that somehow disintegrates, then it could come back. <laughs> You've read uh, Midnight's Children, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Angel one. classic literature for the 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 season. So yeah, moving okay. on. Angel one. All right, so here we have um, Yar, who she's got a phaser out, and she's looking like she's about to, uh, you know, ghost somebody. Yeah. Um, in kind <laughs> of like a, a dark, like it looks like it's nighttime, and uh, like they're on like the surface of a planet or something. Like she just, she is, me is serious business in the scene. Pretty serious. And um, it says Riker, Troy, Data, and Yar, beam down to a planet ruled by a matriarchal government. In the hopes of locating a missing freighter crew. Okay. Yep. So, um, I mean, I, I'm, uh, huh. I mean, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what you call this, but I'm getting kind of this gut feel of just like, like anytime someone is victimized, you know, wanting to be in a place of power is kind of natural. And so here we have kind of a situation in which, um, I imagine they're gonna when they when like matriarchal government is code for men or slaves, <laughs> or something to that effect. Um, but then Yar has to kind of 
mess with notions of um, the right thing versus the thing that makes her feel safe. Um, but I don't know. I could be reading way too much into this. Uh, we will find out next week. All right. And until then, remember, remember in. Hey, I'll make this less than 60 seconds because no one likes credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We're watching this on Netflix streaming, talking over Skype, and recording our conversation with Alamoto Call Recorder. All editing is done with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder, and our files are hosted on vanvelding.com. With DreamPress hosting, run with WordPress. Thank you, and remember, Ren.